This is the How to Become a Career Coach podcast, the largest podcast for up-and-coming career coaches in the world, and is dedicated to helping people that are in the early stages of becoming a career coach. I'm your host, Philip Mianko, and in this show, we bring practical advice based on real experiences, and we share actual stories of people that are current career coaches. So, let's get started. Today, we bring you a very special guest that I'm super excited to speak to, but also bring specifically to you, the listeners. So, Today, we always like to bring over somebody who's actually going through the process right now and somebody who's actually currently enrolled in one of our PCC, Professional Career Coach Training and Certification programs at this current moment. Now, her name is Stephanie Constant, and Stephanie has a vast experience working at at large tech companies. She's owned her own businesses. She's in learning and development. She's very experienced, but Part of that, working at Amazon and Adobe and conducting over 500 plus interviews at Amazon, she has this world-class level of ability to listen. And in today's episode, you'll hear really how that's projected her now and in her coaching business to really build the success along the way, but to really build it so she is really earning the opportunity to help people. And so over my time and over this time where you're here, Stephanie, you really get to hear how that, the ability to really listen and pause and really understand what her clients are going through has not only helped her in starting her own coaching business, but also allowed her in becoming a phenomenal coach. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Stephanie Constant. I'm even more excited because we live in this world where everybody that we work with and everybody we have on this podcast, we only really get to meet over Zoom. But Stephanie, we've been, I think we've met each other over, like we've known each other for almost over a year, but we've also met in person. So I'm super honored and thrilled to have you here. So thanks so much for coming on the uh, podcast today. Thank you so much, Philip. It's such an honor to be here with you. And yeah, getting a chance to meet you in person was such a special thing because it felt like we had an entire Zoom relationship and now we actually have a little bit more, which is super, super special. It was so awesome. And just for everybody listening, we met in person and we had an actual event for our professional career coach training and certification program, but it was a one-day event. We had it in Orlando in November last year of 2019 and have the opportunity to bring in a handful of folks and really dive into what are the biggest things that you're going to need to start your business. But all those things aside, because we're going to get into those pieces, just so people know who you are, Stephanie, might not have heard of you, not have met you in person and had the honor and pleasure like I had and are meeting you for the first time. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your background? Sure. I'm located in California, sunny California, Cupertino, California. Some of you may have heard of it, home of Apple. Most people wonder if it's actually a real city or not, but indeed it is a real city. I am a passionate 
person who loves to grow and develop people. I have quite an eclectic background. I started my career. I'm an engineer by education. I've worked in a bunch of different industries. I've done a bunch of things. I've run my own business. I'm a personal trainer. People go, oh, you're an engineer and a personal trainer. That's a weird mix. In my last 10 years, I've really spent working in different industries. I started off in the um, educational industry, spent about two or three years there doing some product development for online classrooms, super exciting work, and had an opportunity to go work for Amazon. And Amazon just was this company that was calling my name, not just the part of Amazon that delivers your packages, but the part that actually makes the digital devices. And the thing that really excited me was the Kindle. I am an avid reader, and I thought, oh, to work for the part of Amazon that makes the Kindle, what an exciting opportunity. But what I really wanted to do was be in leadership development because it goes back to I am passionate about growing and developing people. So I worked really hard, Philip, to find a way into leadership development because most people, it felt like that had been in leadership development, had been there their whole lives, and I was new, and I really had to work my way. So I took on all kinds of assignments, all kinds of things that – you know, no one even knew that I could do, started teaching classes. So I stayed at Amazon for six years, six and a half years, which seemed like a long time, but it was a great ride. And I left about seven months ago and I transitioned into a role in leadership development, talent development at Adobe. And that has been an amazing fun ride too. I was hired to facilitate classroom leadership programs. Well, as we all know, in the COVID era, no one is going to classroom programs. So I've been doing a lot of virtual facilitation. So I'm getting super comfortable with being in front of a camera and talking on a microphone, which was a skill I didn't even know that I had until really recently. So that's just a little bit about me. I remember the first time I chatted with you, and I don't know if I've actually told you this, but I remember Scott telling me, hey, you know, This is Stephanie. She's in learning and development. She's worked at Amazon and like all these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to talk to her. She sounds so high up there. She sounds really professional and like all the fear gremlins and imposter syndrome come into place. And then I had the pleasure of talking to you on the phone. I had no idea what you look like, all those types of things. And I was like, she is so nice and kind. But one thing I've always taken from you is just the experience, the knowledge, the breadth of everything that you know, but that really that you were asking me questions during that call and I really felt like you wanted to know the answers, but you asked them in such a way of like, it's like you're very intellectually curious. You really want to know the answer. And I feel like you're wanting to know the answer because it's developing me and pushing me to some sort of way. And I've always felt that in every single conversation that we've had. So I imagine that's where, you know, having that kind of skills, maybe one of the parts that uh, was part of the leadership and, and training and development part, but I'm curious, why did you want to become a career coach in the first place? Or really what prompted you make to make that decision to become a coach? Yeah, that's such a good question. You know, I, I think part of it is that for my whole career, people have come to me asking for help, hmm. asking me what I thought, um, bringing different and really hard decisions to me. And, you know, for me, it was always about asking those questions really getting them to decide what was really important to them because I didn't necessarily have all of the knowledge or needed to have all of the knowledge Mm -hmm. because for me coaching really isn't about having the knowledge but it's about learning how to ask those questions and if nothing I am a really good question asker and so I just really started thinking about it and to be honest my first intuition was to be an executive coach 
I've worked in industry for many, many, many years. I've worked with a lot of executives. I had this sense, oh, I could coach executives. But there's something about helping someone figure out their career, whether mm. they're stuck and they don't know where to go in the, you know, with that next step, or they're feeling a little bit like an imposter, or they just don't know how to move forward. And I thought, wow, if I could help people do that, how rewarding would that be? So that was what really made me excited, that ability to really help people take that next step and really find the, that job, that career that really suited them, suited their skills, suited their strengths, just really allowed them to, to really be really happy. I think it's interesting because a lot of our listeners here, but a lot of the people that I get the opportunity to speak with, so many of them, they're having a lot of these types of conversations. In fact, I imagine a lot of our listeners are having this, these conversations right now, or maybe you just had it, you're listening to this podcast, and you're going back to have another one. And it's interesting because I don't think people always think that is some, people know it's valuable, but the ability to then go, how can I start using this to get even better at basically helping push other people and, and develop them, but get better at asking questions. And I think that is such an important point that I don't know if we've actually ever covered on this podcast or maybe in H2IC in general. And I think that's such an interesting point of your ability to ask questions. And not that you need to be like, the, have the best question at all or have the, the entirely like, oh my God, the aha question. But it's more about how do you dig down deeper and really get to them to those next stages. Yeah, it's so interesting because I tell people that skill of asking questions really is just being willing to listen. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that next question is, and tell me more. Like it doesn't even have to be some like really crazy, unique question. It's like, you know, what else are you thinking? What else have you thought about? You know, how have you gone about this in the past? There's so many powerful questions that as a coach you can ask that, that people are like, oh, I just didn't even think about that. What other options have you considered? Help me understand the differences in those two options that you're considering. Like all of those powerful questions is what really makes a coach I think the very most successful and being an exceptional listener, because mm. if you've just spent all this time telling me something and I haven't listened to anything you've said, and I just spit a bunch of my own opinion back at you, hmm, that's not going to be super helpful as a coach. There are times as a coach, you need to teach, but primarily you need to be really comfortable asking a lot of questions. So we've had the wonderful opportunity to work with you both in track one and track two of our professional career coach training and certification program, PCC program in short. But what do you think, I'm curious, because I want to ask one more question about that, being a good listener here and mm -hmm. practicing exactly what, what you're preaching. What do you think, or where do you think most new coaches especially as we, you know, as we, as you're progressing through track one, but you had the opportunity to work with other coaches who are learning at the same time. Where do you think they overlook or make mistakes when it comes to listening? Yeah. I think one of the mistakes that I see people make a lot is thinking about the next thing you're going to say hmm. instead of truly listening. 
And one of the pieces of advice that I give to people that are new to coaching or new to working with other people is the power of pause. So don't be afraid to do it. And I know you probably think, oh, I just took such a long pause there. There's the pause However, right there. <laughs> exactly. However, it gives you a chance to pull your thoughts together. So when you ask a question, don't, if someone doesn't answer it right away, don't immediately jump in to try to help them. Mm -hmm. That's a good chance for a pause. Take a pause, listen, wait, and then don't think about the next thing that you're going to say. Because one of the things you always can say is tell me more if you need a little more time, but also you can take a pause and you can say something simply like, wow, that was really interesting. Let me think about what I want to ask you next. So don't be afraid to take time after you're done listening, but really fully listen. Listen all the way till the person's done without really thinking about what your next response is going to be. I think it's one of the hardest things. I think that active listening and being that really good listener is one of the hardest things for new coaches. And, and not telling, like, the first thing most of us want to do is give a solution mm -hmm. and really taking time to wait and ask that next question rather than just solving the problem. And sometimes, let's face it, there's sometimes people need a solution and they're looking for a solution, but there's a lot of times they actually know it and you just have to be patient enough to walk them through it. Practicing a pause there because I wanted that to be a mic drop moment. And it's so many times in this podcast, we have those. And I think very much that that is one of them because people get into coaching because they generally want to help people. And sometimes we can't help ourselves or we want to help the people so much. And I want to give them the answers. I just want to tell them, no, no, you need to choose these things. In all reality, they most likely know the answer or that's the part where we ask them deeper and deeper questions to get down to really what they know that's going to be the best. And it's funny, I took an improv class and they, a lot of the things that you're teaching are taught in improv class. And my, for all of our listeners, I have a twin brother. He's in improv and he's studying in Chicago right now. And so he's taken the very short route to all these life lessons. And I joke, I often take the long way. But one of the biggest things I took of improv is often you think the joke in your head is going to be really funny. So if you're thinking about it and then the time comes, most likely the moment's already passed when it's not going to be as funny or you're just kind of waiting for the next thing to happen, then you're going to say that thing. And it doesn't often work that way. It's much more like you're playing off of each other. But I guess to kind of get back to a little bit more about you and, and your story and to kind of help our listeners, like I mentioned, I met you right when we were, when you're thinking about becoming a coach and kind of starting and you've done coaching a lot even before this, but when did you know it was time for you to make that leap into coaching? Yeah. So it's really an interesting question. And thanks for asking it. I, for yeah. me, it was, it was kind of weird timing. I am close to that point where I will be looking for whatever I do in the next phase of my career. I don't like to call it retirement, but I am a kind of at that retirement age, getting closer at least. And I think of it as the next phase of my career. And I want to do something that I really can help other people. And so I was actually in a role where I wasn't super excited about what I was doing. And I thought, I know this is what I want to do in that next phase of my career. And it turned out I actually found another job. I ended up at Adobe. I'm super happy. But at that point, at that point in my career, when I started looking, I was like, I know I want to be a career coach. And what's really important to me was that I got a certification. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like having that certification, having that experience, I was super excited about learning the business aspects of starting a coaching program. It wasn't just about learning to be a coach because I've been coaching people for a long time. It was more for me about learning all of the rest. How do you make it successful? Like, I don't just want to be a coach. I don't want to be a broke coach. I think that's one <laughs> of Scott's favorite things, a broke coach. I don't want to be a broke coach. I want to be a coach that's really helping people. And it wasn't even so much about the money. It's more for me about really helping people. It's about really making sure that I build a good, solid business, but based on really good, solid skills. And so that's really mm-hmm. what drove me there. And it's kind of funny because I still continue to work towards it. I've been you know, working on building my website and I'm working on finishing everything up so that I am really ready. The day I'm ready to turn that on, I am just rocking and rolling and ready to go. So that's really the reason that I decided to go ahead and go forward and and learn all of the skills. You brought up an interesting point because, you know, at the time of this recording and for all our listeners here, we're um, we're currently doing the track two of our PCC program and you are right, right in the middle of it. So we can kind of pull back the curtain and show people really what it really looks like in, in like the backstages where it's not, we all know that it's not an overnight success and we know that it takes a process. And I think we were talking last week about building websites, buying domain names, all those, all those things. But, you know, I, I was, I was thinking of like, okay, I'm going to, I want to make sure that I really give our listeners a good chance to hear from Stephanie, like what's, what's it really like? So for you, when you are, when you were starting off this business building side of like, all right, we've done the coaching. I'm going to move towards building this business. What has been the, the part that you thought was going to be easy, but ended up being hard and then vice versa? What was hard, but then ended up being easy? Yeah. All right. The part I thought was going to be hard that ended up easy and vice versa. Well, first of all, from a business perspective, I kind of thought all of it was going to be hard. (laughs) So (laughs) just to be honest, because I am not the very most technology person, you know, the whole like all of this has been like, so I thought it would be hard. And I was totally willing to put in the work. And what I have found really a pleasant surprise, um, I don't know whether I would say easy, I'm going to say a pleasant surprise, which isn't the question, but you know, you got to answer it the way you can. Um, I found it a pleasant surprise how well I've been walked through all the steps Mm. and how much support I've had in each of the steps, both from my cohort and from the, the coaches that run the program. There has been so much support. So whether it was trying to determine my um, target market, which was harder than I thought it was going to be. I worked really hard to find a target market. And I thought that maybe I thought that wasn't going to be so hard, but I had like three possibilities and oh, you forced me to just come up with one. That was hard, but I did it. And then, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, how do you market yourself and how do you build a website and what's important on a website? And I expected all of that for me to be tough. But again, I have felt so supported. There is someone always that's willing to answer my questions. There's someone either in the cohort that'll answer them for me or, you know, uh, Scott or Philip will answer them for me. So I have felt so well supported that I would say nothing has been harder than I expected it to be. Hmm. Because we've been working and and doing a lot of the work about target market. I'm curious because I get lots of people who come in and they go, you know what? I know my target market, Philip. I know that they're women 
or that they are new grads or that they are late 20s and they want to do, they're just tired of their careers and they just want it to something new and they hate what they're doing and blah, 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 blah. And I go, that's wonderful. That's awesome that you know those people. But we want to make sure we get to really know them and know really what they, the words that they use, how they talk. So I'm curious for you when you were, like you mentioned, we had a whole process where we had like yeah. three different target markets. And like we mentioned a little bit before too, like there's the need to want to help lots of people. So when you were like, we kind of made, we made you decide, but talk us through the kind of that process for you about deciding and going and picking your target market. But even after that, about how for you getting to that level of specificity that I know we're at now, but just for our listeners listening here today, like walk them through the, what that process really looked like for you and really knowing your target market. Yeah. I had two really vague target markets. And it was really funny because on the very first day when I brought my two vague target markets, and I felt like I'd done a lot of work to understand them. And, and um, I, I just remember that day, Scott saying, but you have to pick one. <laughs> I was like, but I can't because I both of them, they're just, I'm so passionate about both of them. And, and he was like, no, you have to pick one. So I picked one, but it was still pretty vague. And then the assignment really was, go find people in that target market and talk to them. Understand them. Understand the language that they use. Understand where they hang out. Understand what social media they use. Understand what their problems are at a really deep level. Because in order to really understand your target market, you have to really understand what they say their problems are. Not what you say their problems are, but really what they say their problems are. What are they telling you that they need help with? And so it was hard because neither of my first target markets were anywhere close to specific enough. And so I had lots of conversations. I had conversations with other people in the cohort. I had conversations with Philip. I had conversations with people that I knew that did coaching. I did a lot of talking to people about what were my skills and best match to a specific demographic. And then I went to start to do research. I put some posts out there on Facebook saying, hey, would you talk to me? I think you're my target market. I found someone that was um, exactly what I thought I wanted. I talked to her. I asked her if she could refer me to someone. I asked her if she could refer me to someone. Eventually, I got to a point where I was very clear about what that target market's problem was and what they said their problem was, and what they really wanted help with, and how my skills could really best help them. So that was really exciting, but it wasn't quick. It took a few weeks. I had a few personal things going on during those few weeks, so it took me maybe a little longer than average, but at the end, I was super excited because I felt like I really understood my market, and I could talk about them and talk about what they really wanted, so I felt really good about it. Mm, I feel like just ties so much, so much back into, I'm just kind of connecting dots as I'm, I'm hearing you speak, Stephanie, more about the skills that you've developed in listening and where we started at the beginning, even before that too, we're like, we're talking about potentially executive and leadership type of coaching of like working specifically executives. Then it moved to, Hey, maybe more of these two target markets. And then we did some more in deciding one and that listening skill. Where am I best at? What are my skills? What are my strengths? And then let me go actually and talk to the people who I'm seeking to help. 
And you mentioned something that I think is a huge part of what did they say versus what do you say? And it goes yeah. again back to that listening, listening thing. Cause I think that's huge. And it ties not only back into coaching itself, but building the business itself. Cause ultimately these are the people who are going to be coming to you and paying for your services, but more so they're going to be the people who are going to tell you, here's the product and the services that I want, or here's the stuff that I don't want that I can go search online and find myself. Yeah. Because ultimately you have to really show what your value is to that particular target market, Hmm. right? Once you understand what they really want and what they really need, then like, why should they hire you? Why shouldn't they hire someone else? Like, why should they actually say Stephanie Constant is the perfect coach for me? And hopefully it's because I understand them. I understand what their problem is. My marketing is very targeted towards them. And the skills that I have and the experiences that I have are a really good fit for what they need. And so when you can kind of pair all of that up together, I think that's ultimately when um, it's just a really good match. And it doesn't feel like work. It feels like you're just helping someone to do their very best. And that's when I feel my best is when I know I'm really helping someone to do their best. We've talked about this a ton, you know, in a lot of, uh, of our other conversations, both Stephanie and I, and we've, we've talked about the business of coaching itself and how much it's a business built on trust and I sometimes now I've been talking about it more recently, it's a business built on both trust and results. And I think so much of that trust is built by exactly what you said. Are you able to understand exactly what I'm going through? And do I feel a level that, I, that you are going to be listening to exactly what, what's going on with me, understanding really what my struggles are? And I'm going to be the person who I'm sharing a lot of these fears and putting my trust in, into you. So... I hope you can get me results and I need you to get the results. And it's so big. For me, coaching is so built on trust. Like if your person you're working with doesn't trust you, doesn't trust that you have their best interest in mind, doesn't trust that you have the ability to help them get to where they want to go, it's not going to be a very good coaching relationship. And so, yeah, trust is so important. And, and I, I often say with trust, it's like trust is earned in pennies and lost in whole dollars. And so it's really easy to lose the trust of your clients. It's really easy to have them think, oh, why did I bother to pay for this? Because if you don't get results, if you don't really understand them, if you don't ask those really powerful questions, it's really easy to lose their trust. So, yeah, trust is, is a really, really important topic for me, for sure. Are there powerful questions that you love to ask in coaching sessions or there, you kind of mentioned there's some like, tell me more, all those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of asking for somewhat of the secret to Stephanie's coaching. So feel free not to tell myself or our listeners here, but just to give everybody listening today, maybe something to go away with. Are there some powerful questions that you like to ask in your coaching sessions that lead to powerful answers? Yeah. I love asking someone what's most important to you right now Mm. or what's most important to you in this role Mm. or what would it look like a year from now if you accepted that role how do you see yourself in that job what else have you considered 
I'm very big on using how and what questions. I think they're so much more powerful than why. Why questions can seem very threatening to people. So I really try to avoid them. But really just getting people to think. And a lot of times people don't tell you the whole story right in the beginning. And so seriously, that and what else is such, I call it the awe question, A-W-E, and what else? Mm. Because they'll start down a path and they'll tell you a little bit of their story, but they won't tell you the whole story. And so rather than asking 10 more questions, you might simply say, and what else are you thinking about? And what else has happened in that situation? And what else are you concerned about? Because that simple and what else can just get them to continue to talk to you, that continue to really think a little bit deeper. So it might be my favorite coaching question. That would be my uh, secret weapon coaching question because you can use it so often. And I think people overlook the power of it. I imagine kind of adding two things together. This is the and what else and then the silence. And then the silence. Because having both of those things plays into it so much, but I mean, allows them to open up, to talk to you, to say all those types of things. Mm -hmm. So going, switching gears a little bit and going back more to more about the business that we're creating now. And Stephanie, you've had experience in building businesses before Mm -hmm. too. You mentioned the personal training here, but you've had a personal training business, all of those types of things. So what for you, you know, we kind of mentioned here, but what are some of the biggest differences you found in opening up this business, this coaching business of yours, maybe in compared to others? Some of the biggest differences between opening this coaching business and some of the others. I think that one of the biggest differences is that when I opened my last business, you'll laugh, but it was so long ago that it Mm. wasn't really very important to have much presence online. Mm. I really had a word of mouth business, which works for a while, But it doesn't work long term if you really want to grow a really strong, successful business. So when you'd ask earlier about, you know, some of the things that scared me, like building a website, oh my goodness, I never thought I would have to do that. I I literally didn't think I would ever do that. I'm like, whoa, I got to buy a domain name. I got to build a Mm -hmm. business. And so some of that for me is very different and a little intimidating and trying to figure out how to get those customers to come. Like, you know, even if I've got great skills and I have a great product, I mean, ultimately, I have to build some way of actually attracting people to my business. And that's different. I didn't have to do that. I just had word of mouth referrals and I had a really successful business and it worked great. I'm not sure it would work as great for a career coaching business as it did for a personal training business. So, I mean, that's back to one of the other reasons I really decided to sign up for this program was because I really wanted to learn how to run that successful business to make sure that everything I was doing led to my being able to have and help the people that I really want to help. I, I mean, I, I really view it as that, really help the people that I want to help. Hmm. If you were to go back, this is like one of the, towards the kind of last question that I have, but if you were to go back maybe three months or beginning of January or even to the beginning of maybe the first time that, that we met, essentially going back and starting everything's over, what would you have told yourself or done differently if you were to go back then in starting this coaching business, becoming a coach, what would you have told yourself at that time? 
You know, it's such a good question. What would I told myself at the beginning of this whole thing about being a coach? I think I would have told myself to make sure that I was really patient with myself. Hmm. It's hard. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of things. It's not a fast process. I'm not always super patient person. I kind of like to have everything done already. Like that website should be finished. Everything should be done. I should already just be working. So I told myself to be a little more patient. I would have also told myself that life sometimes gets in the way. And um, I think it's really important that you understand that as you go through this journey, if you choose to go through this journey. I started the program back in maybe it was August or September when I first mm-hmm. talked to you, somewhere in that time frame. And mm-hmm. the original plan was kind of go September through early December and then start back again in January. And I don't know, in the midst of that, all kinds of things happened for me. I started a new job and I had some family that had health issues and we had a pandemic. Like there were a lot of things that happened. So life can get in the way. So be patient. Don't expect more of yourself than you can give. And then give yourself grace. Realize that you may fall behind, you may have to work to catch up, but that there's people there that really care about you and making sure that you have that support network in place from the beginning and people that'll pick you up when you're feeling a little down, that's really important. Mm -hmm. So I think those are the things I would remind myself looking back because hindsight's really great. But I think those are the things I tell myself. I think it's interesting because so much building a business is hard. And mm-hmm. It's really hard to do solo or at least feel like you're doing it solo. And there's so many opportunities to reach out to people who are doing this exact thing that you're looking to do. More than likely, if you're listening or if you've hit play and as I'm listening to this podcast right now, you're most likely wanting to open up your own coaching business. And we started this whole podcast to really shed that light of, of what it looks like. But I think really we know it's a process. We know it takes time. And there's a lot of those shoulds that come into place that, you know, I feel like I should be here. I got to do this thing next. I got to do this thing next. And what I always tell people when we earn the opportunity to work with them, or even when I'm just talking to somebody first is that you get to have this opportunity to create the life that you want and build the business of exactly what you mentioned, Stephanie, of helping people. And you want to do it in a way that really honors that, but you're going to now to create your life. Of course, there are going to be sacrifices. Of course, there's going to be times where there's ups and there's going to be downs. But making it, I always like to think about making it fun, or at least making it fun for yourself. And really, I think so much of that comes with the grace, comes with the patience with yourself because we can lay out the plan. We can go, all right, you're going to do this thing on this day, this thing on this day, this thing on this day. But then life comes and throws a wrench in there. And, you know, I... I'm going to tie some, some things back in all, all this stuff too. And maybe if you're listening to this now, you might roll your eyes, but I think it, this also comes back to listening to yourself, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure you've been at this point too. You know, when you have hit the lick and you're just like, I, I can't do any more work, I'm done. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as we talk about listening to, to clients, as we talk about listening to future and target market, I think this also comes back to listening to yourself. And I I really do emphasize that. Give yourself a lot of grace. Be really patient with yourself and realize that you are doing the best you can given whatever circumstances you're dealing with. And it's just so important. And a lot of the clients you'll end up talking to, 
you'll end up having to tell them that same exact thing because they will be struggling with that same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And you will need to say those words. I I did some coaching this week with someone and I basically said, it's like, okay, you're going to just repeat after me. I am doing the best I can do in the middle of a pandemic and trying to start a career. Like, it's so important that people understand that. And I think if you decide to go through this process of being a coach, starting your own business, it's hard and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of mind space. And there's times when you may just have to say, well, time out, can't do it. I just need a break. And I've been there. I've done it. I've taken some breaks, but I'm still, and I'm back on the road and I'm feeling really good about it. I still have a long ways to go, but you know, I, I think it's important to realize that none of us are perfect and, and we just have to accept that about ourselves. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I, when we were thinking about bringing somebody um, on in the program, I'm like, we have to have Stephanie on there first. Cause like we often have these great discussions and I was like, we have to hit record at least on one of them. So we can really share the insights that you've had over your career, your life that we can share with our listeners on the podcast. But more so than that, you know, I, I really think that, you know, there's a few people in your life when you get the opportunity to meet them and you're like, oh my gosh, I've never met somebody that cool in my entire life. And you are one of those people in my life who is just amazing at everything that Stephanie does and comes at it with such intelligence, with such grace, with such patience, using all these, all these words that we're using here. And it's really developed into so much for our listeners today that one of the biggest takeaways is just that power of listening. And how much you can use it, not only your coaching, but every single aspect of building that coaching business, because it matters. And thank you so much for sharing that today. But I feel like part of that is led us to cross paths in this life, but also become friends in this part too. So long way to say thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah. And thank you very, very much for having me. It was a really special opportunity to get to talk to you and to all the listeners. And good luck to any of you who decide that this is the right path. I highly recommend it. Well, so just for our listeners here, how can they find you or how can they get in contact with you? Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Stephanie Constant. And very, very soon, you're going to be able to find me at constantcareercoaching.com. So constantcareercoaching.com, not quite, but very soon, maybe by the time you get a chance to listen to this podcast. So thank you, everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast today with Stephanie, and we will see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the How to Become a Career Coach podcast. For more information, check out becomeacareercoach.com, where you can find information on this podcast, our programs, books, and endless content on, well, how to become a career coach. Also, don't be shy. If you have any questions or kind words, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach me directly at philip at happentoyourcareer.com. And that's Philip with two L's. So thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.